Hello, and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers. Located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at Wide Teams, and now available in the iTunes Podcast Directory. This is Episode 5 for Monday, July 12, 2010. I'm your host, Avdi Grimm. I have two interviews to share with you today. The first is with Paul Elliott and Jim Remzik of Hashrocket. The second with Brian Moore of Row Mobile. Anyone who has worked in a distributed team knows that it's not all sunshine and working in your pajamas. One of my biggest reasons for creating WideTeams.com was to go beyond advocacy for dispersed organizations and start a conversation about the very real challenges that remote workers face. If you've been to the site recently, you may have seen a recent guest article from Chris Strom talking about some of the difficulties that he has faced in managing distributed teams. I think it's important as we talk about the benefits of dispersed organizations to also discuss the drawbacks, roadblocks, and outright failures that we've encountered while building remote teams. It's because of this that I was particularly happy to get a chance to talk with the HashRocket guys while I was at RailsConf. HashRocket is well known in the Ruby on Rails community for advocating certain specific development practices, among them being co-location of developers. In the first interview you'll hear, I talk with Jim Remzik and Paul Elliott of HashRocket about why HashRocket has chosen to stress having developers in the same room, and about some of the obstacles that they have encountered with doing remote work in the past. Then, in the second interview, I talk to Brian Moore of Row Mobile. In striking up a conversation with Brian, I was intrigued to find that they employ a globally distributed team. In the interview, Brian brings up an interesting, less common consideration for remote work, the fact that widely dispersed team members may bring a broader perspective and skill set to the work which might otherwise have been impossible. All right, this is Avdi Grimm with WideTeams.com. I'm here at RailsConf 2010 with Jim and Paul of HashRocket. Uh, if you guys could uh, introduce yourselves real quick, tell me what uh, what you do. All right, my name is Jim Remsick. I'm a, a developer at HashRocket. Uh, my name is Paul Elliott. I'm a developer at HashRocket, although my official title is Rocket Surgeon. Okay, um, so uh, tell me, uh, do you guys do, have you done any remote work? Um, what is your, your history, if any, with uh, remote work? Uh, Jim? Yeah, uh, I have uh, limited experience with remote work. Uh, at HashRocket, it's pretty much policy to be co-located on one site and then uh, pair all the time. Uh, we've When we started our Chicago office, uh, we had a, one guy up there, and he was getting the uh, the office sort of rolling, and I was charged with pair, remote pairing with him for two weeks. And uh, it, it was quite challenging, but uh, it was still productive. Uh, but I... Basically, I found that you needed to communicate a lot more. You know, you take a lot for granted in body language and uh, reaction, physical reactions that you can see. Um, but it was it was that, and you need to really pay attention to your to your setup. Uh, we had audio problems, and and that really killed a lot of the experience for us. Yeah, I uh, um, we. Uh, Sometimes we'll have a, an uneven number of people, and I've, I've paired with people in Chicago before, and uh, they've done some pairing with between Chile and Jacksonville offices. And we usually do that over uh, an SSH connection, and then we'll do a screen session in the terminal. And so we'll do all our coding in Vim, and we'll have multiple tabs in the screen session open, and we'll have a Skype channel open as well, so we can do audio chat. Uh, and I mean, it, it it'll get us by on a few days here and there, but uh, you know, it's it's 
I don't feel it's as good as being, you know, physically sitting next to somebody else at a pairing station. As you know, like Jim was saying, the uh, the personal experience you get from doing that, and like just the body language and everything of being right next to somebody is mm. very beneficial. So, Jim, um, you, as, as you kind of alluded to, um, Hashrock is um, is kind of known for um, uh, stressing co-located work. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what went into uh, coming up with that policy? Uh, sure. I mean, the I think the the best description is everyone together. Um, so. The benefits that we get from that are not only, I mean, we pair all the time, and it's its difficult to pair remotely. Uh, if you're working on projects separately, it's a little bit easier to coordinate the, uh, the sort of uh, task assignment and these sorts of things. Um, but when you're pairing, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a big deal that you're together. Um, we have done remote pairing, like I said before, it, it, it was, it's proven painful for us. Um, <clears throat> On top of that, though, we have a uh, culture. Is a culture is a big part of uh, the hash rocket experience, mm-hmm. and um, you know, getting everybody together and doing stuff outside of work, um, it it really adds to the experience. And you know, I spend more time with the the people that I work with than I do with my wife. Uh, so it's really important for us that we like the people that we work with, and you know, we like to spend time together. Uh, Paul, do you have anything to add? Yeah, uh, you know, we do a, a weekly uh, happy hour uh, every Wednesday uh, after work. Everybody gets together, and uh, yeah, it's hard to do when people are distributed. So, so um, uh, based on 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 that experience and, and your your uh, kind of negative experiences with with uh, remote work, if if there was if there was any advice you would give to, to a group that was considering doing the uh, the dispersed team thing, uh, what would that be? I would say, you know, you definitely have to nail your setup. Uh, don't skimp on the audio equipment. Uh, I think there, there needs to be, if not video, at least audio, real-time audio. Um, don't skimp on the equipment. And, you know, you have to check off and make sure that both sides are happy with it. Uh, we've had problems with uh, both internet speed and just with, with equipment. You know, if, if you're working on a, a MacBook Pro, for example, uh, microphone's built into the keyboard. So if you've got a decent set of headphones on the other side, it basically sounds like somebody's whacking you upside the head all day. You know, it's, it's painful. Um, but, you know, a simple microphone, uh, potentially a headset, uh, would, solves that problem pretty simply. It just, like I said, you need to over-communicate. Paul? Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of great tools you can leverage, too. Like, we use uh, Yammer, which is kind of like an in-house Twitter. And, uh, you know, it's, it's important if you're going to have a distributed team that you really take advantage of the technology that's available to, uh, to facilitate that. And if you're an employer and you're thinking about distributing your team out, one thing to consider, like Jim was saying, is, you know, you're going to need to be doing a lot of, uh, you know, streaming audio, video, stuff like that. So give your employees a dispensation to help pay for their internet because they're going to need the biggest, baddest internet they can get in their house if they're working out of their homes. All right. Well, um, is there anything else uh, you guys want to say before you go? Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, distributed teams is is definitely something that is... uh, you know, we, we've dealt with it a lot, and it's something we're going to continue to deal with. It's it's important, and it's something we got to solve. It's something we got to make really good because it's it's unavoidable. Yeah, uh, it's something that we have felt pain with. It's something that we would like to improve, and so we are we do have uh, our ear to the ground constantly to find out what other people are doing. Uh, so we'll be checking out whyteams.com to to see how we can improve. Is there anything you want to um, you want to shout out uh, to or uh, or hawk or anything? 
Uh, it's going to seem odd. Uh, it's going to seem a little uh, disjointed, but just a huge uh, uh, shout out to Wayne Seguin for RVM. Uh, he, he was just standing right here, uh, uh, but it's it's really made our our life a whole lot easier. Um, we just did Hash Rocket University on Sunday, and it wouldn't have been possible, you know, to get all the machines set up in time. And uh, it was it was just unbelievably helpful. Paul? Yeah, I, I second that. Uh, when I, I was talking to Wayne and uh, he said who he was, and I was like, oh, thank you so much, because that has streamlined all of our environments. It's, it's, it's really awesome. Use RBM, definitely. All right, well, Paul and Jim, thank you very much for your time. All right, thank you. And thanks. This is Avdi Grimm with WideTeams.com. I'm at RailsConf 2010, and I'm here with, uh, what's your name again? Brian Moore. And uh, tell me a little bit about where you're from and what you do. So I work at a company called Row Mobile. We do a mobile framework. And we're basically, we're located in uh, Campbell, California, which is you know, basically the heart of Silicon Valley. Uh, and our mobile framework allows people to use Ruby on Rails experience and knowledge transferred to mobile applications. Very cool. So um, we were talking a little bit and about uh, how your team is kind of distributed, not just around the, the uh, uh, North America, but uh, the world. Uh, tell me a little bit about your history with uh, distributed work. So we work with people from uh, all sorts of countries. You know, our main offices, like I said, is located in Campbell. But we also have engineers working with us from Russia and from uh, Central America and Colombia. And so we work with them together and uh, build the applications and the framework that way. And so sort of the way we work with that is, you know, we have daily stand-up meetings and everybody's coordinated and, you know, we get our status and basically keep in very good communication. How did this really widely spread team come about? So it, it started with our VP of engineering. Uh, we had worked with these guys before, uh, and we knew them as you know very good, reliable engineers. And so said, okay, you know we're going to use you guys for this project as well, and c- continue to work with us. Uh, and it was basically just you know our VP of engineering uh, knew these guys and knew these guys working in Russia. So we started working with them that way. So uh, tell me a little bit more about your uh, your daily remote work routine. Uh, is the only coordination the daily stand-up, or is there, or is there more work that you do um, collaboratively but remotely? So we, still, we have the daily stand-ups, which is really the key focus of connecting with people and make sure everybody's all on the same page. But we also keep in good contact using Skype and messaging and constant email contact, basically on you know, coordinating with different time zones, because that's always a problem with you know, people working in Russia. Are, you know, it's almost 12 hours difference, so if it's morning for us, it's night for them, and vice versa. So some of us stay up late and communicate with them, and they stay up late, communicate with us, and just sort of work together that way. What have you found are the biggest challenges to working remotely? I think some of the challenges is there's definitely a communications barrier. Uh, It helps that our VP of engineering speaks Russian as well, so you can clear things up if we're having issues. Um, but mostly it's you don't have the face time that you would, you know, working in a regular company. So sometimes you can get off track a little bit. But that's why we have our daily stand-up meetings is to always make sure we're all on the same page. And it's not like a, a hour-long meeting. It's just uh, 15 minutes. Okay, hey, what are you working on? You know, just make sure everybody's just continuing on the same path. 
What have you found are the uh, the benefits of having a distributed team? I think the benefits is that you have the experience of different people from different cultures that might be doing things differently or have sort of a different mindset of how to go about programming. And so, you know, you get that, that personalization uh, and you also have, you know, a lot of people think, okay, you know, in the U.S. is where a lot of the engineering experiences is and other countries is usually substandard, like you're outsourcing or programming something. And we've actually found that to be completely wrong is you can have those experiences, but it's really about the people that you work with and the engineers themselves. It's not necessarily the fact that they're outsourced. It's that you work with good engineers and you can have good engineers across the world. You talked a little bit about the tools that you use. Is there any tool that you wish exists but didn't, but doesn't? Yeah, I think we get along very good with Skype. Um, and, you know, we use Pivotal Tracker to kind of track our bugs and all that. And I think so far we had pretty good luck with tools. Um, but if there was, like, one tool that could really tie into in something together, which would be, you know, something that provides the voice communication and email communication all in one application so we don't have to use, you know, three or four different tools, we could just use one tool to do all of that. If you were gonna, if you were talking to a group that was considering uh, doing remote work, uh, taking the distributed team approach, is there any advice that you would give them? I would say communication is the biggest thing. You mu- you always need to maintain the communication between the teams and make sure everybody's working on the same thing and don't just let people sort of go on their own for several days or weeks at a time. You know, just always make sure that the team is on the same page. Okay, well, uh, before we go, uh, is there anything more you want to say about Row Mobile or any other projects? I, I would like to say, you know, if you're really looking for a good mobile business solution, you know, we offer a very compelling platform. You should uh, take a look at our website at rowmobile.com. And, you know, for, for, for a mobile platform, you know, if we're very business focused, and if you have good Ruby experience and have used Ruby on Rails, then Row Mobile is a good way to go. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Wide Teams podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, or if you have a comment, question, or suggestion, please go to wideteams.com and leave feedback. This is Avdi Grimm, signing off.